Hello and welcome to the Elevens Podcast. My name is Ben. And my name is Jude. We're passionate about cars and we also happen to sell supercars for a living. On this weekly show, we discuss cars of all sorts from our unique perspective. We hope you enjoy the episode. Ben. Jude. <laughs> We're back. We are. We say each other's names at the beginning of the episode now. That's, that's our thing. We have an intro. <laughs> This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Elevens Podcast. Uh, ben, what do you want to talk about today? Uh, well, we recently got a a few cars into our inventory, and one of them uh, is very interesting to me because I've never driven one or experienced one or really even seen one up close all that much. Um, uh, if you're joining us for the first time, Ben and I work for a uh, high-end exotic supercar dealership. So we're we're constantly getting crazy cars, awesome cars. Uh, so like it's kind of cool having this perspective because we can actually drive these things just about on a daily basis. Right. So uh, what did we get? Uh, it's a rare one. It's one of 350. It's an Acura NSX Type S. Rarer than a LaFerrari. <laughs> Yeah, and therefore better Uh, that's how that works right (laughs) i mean they're both hybrid supercars yeah yeah acura nsx type s so uh, a little background so in the 90s acura honda slash acura depending on the market had the nsx it was a ferrari killer six cylinder full-on supercar but like actually reliable mid-engine rear-wheel drive just an awesome awesome car Uh, and those are going for big money now just because of how desirable they were um Especially to me, um, very desirable is the pop-up headlight oh, version. Yeah, yeah. You know, before they refreshed it and they got rid of the pop-up headlights, but so good. Um, so then after a very long hiatus, you know, the car was discontinued. After a very long hiatus, they brought it back as a V6 mid-engine supercar again, but this time a hybrid. Three electric motors. Um, so the gasoline or internal combustion engine with the electric motor in the middle of the car, driving the rear wheels. And then up front, one electric motor for each of the front wheels. So they call it a sport hybrid, super handling all wheel drive, S-H-A-W-D, shod, we used to call back in the, my Acura days. <laughs> Go shoddy. Shoddy, it's, it's your birthday. It's an Acura, it's your birthday. Um, and they kind of used a version of that technology, not to this extreme, but in they, you know, in the MDX super handling all wheel drive sport hybrid. Uh, that was a V6 and electric motor up front, and then electric motor for each rear wheel, and the same thing with the RLX, the the executive size five series competitor. V6 electric motor up front, one electric motor in the back, and so that was their like sport hybrid trifecta with with the NSX positioned as the halo car, and it was a tough car to sell. It, it unfortunate because it was a really really good car. I've always really liked it. Um, you know, my accurate background aside, really, really good car. Just barely anybody bought them. Kind of a shame. Um, it didn't help that it took so long for the car to actually come out. We were reading up on it a little bit today, and like I completely forgot that there were originally it was going to be a V10. <laughs> Wild. Yeah. Like, what a departure um, from anything Honda's ever done before. Like, they completely skip a V8, go from 6 to 10. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, it took forever to come out. You know, you had the Super Bowl commercials with John, um, uh, Jerry Seinfeld and Jay Leno and stuff. Uh, s- sorry for the spoiler for anybody who hasn't seen that commercial. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was just, 
I don't know. It didn't get much love. So with diminishing sales numbers and Honda and Acura both wanting to move on to the next generation of stuff that they're doing with their cars, they decided to discontinue the NSX again. And so they said, okay, we're going to do like one last hurrah for the 2022 model year. Uh, we're going to brand it as a Type S. And that's a moniker that they brought back with the TLX and MDX, you know. Um, so high performance, not quite as hardcore as a Type R on the Honda side. Um, so it's going to be a Type S. They did a cosmetic refresh, the new bumpers, you know, just an updated look. Um, moderate bump in power. The, we were just looking at this. The gasoline engine got 20 horsepower more but overall the power rating increased even more than that even though the electric motors didn't change it's just how you do math with maybe it was like electric tuning or something i don't know i have no idea the hybrid stuff i don't understand nearly as much with numbers but me neither numbers are hard <laughs> <laughs> math right. is hard um and they limited the production to like you said man 350 right and they sold out yeah they sold out I mean, it's a send-off, right? That's that's the end of the yeah. NSX for this generation. Yeah, and I guess that's the secret to like if your if your car's lagging behind and nobody wants to buy it, uh, tell everybody you're canceling it, and then everybody will want to buy it. Is that what they should have done with the GTR? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> the Nissan? You mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Um, can we go back to the original NSX for a second? Sure. Uh, what a car. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would love to have one. There's a guy in Boston who's got one, and it's got the, I think it's the spoon stuff <gasps> on it. So it's got the really tall roof scoop snorkel yeah. thing and the, the big wing on the back, and it's white with white wheels. That's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. There's a, a shop in my town. They mostly do German stuff, but they also built an NSX race car. It's in their, like showroom it's a service you know it's a, it's a mechanic shop but they in their like lobby showroom area whatever they have an accurate nsx race car it's completely built the thing is wild looking Com just completely out of nowhere because all they work on is like bmws and audis and mercedes and stuff yeah it was such a cool car man well like we we talked a little bit about the uh, lexus ls in the previous episodes yeah. and how like the original one when it came out beat the S-Class, the, the European uh, equivalent, not only in, like, as a car it was better, but it did it so, and it was cheaper. Right. Um, and the Acura NSX was kind of the same thing in the supercar world, where right. it was a supercar beater. It was much less for expensive than the equivalent Ferrari, um, and it did everything better, and it's Japanese, so it's not going to break. Yeah. <laughs> so... Well, um, your Italian car, like, sometimes came back in one piece, and had most of its fluid still in it like yeah the, the Acura just worked right right um and it was a great car it got great press and i mean at the time it, it wasn't it was not a flop at all it was a huge success right um Ayrton senna actually had some input in the uh was it the type r specifically that he had input in or was it the the actual air quote regular nsx that he had input on i don't remember exactly but he had some input on an NSX. Yeah, yeah, which is really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, it kind of cool adds to a little of bit of the, yeah, the history and the kind of like the heritage of the car. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they, they did a, a facelift without the pop-ups, which still looks really cool, but I, I'm with you. I think I prefer the pop-up car. Um, but The, the pop-up headlights are just like a, such a classic look. And 
When I was a kid, I didn't like pop-up headlights at all. Like any cars that had it, like if there was a newer version without the pop-up headlights, I was like, oh, that's so much better. It looks cooler and newer. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, this is, I don't know, 15 years ago <laughs> at this point, And, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a grown-up and more, uh, <laughs> more worldly and, and uh, mature man now, I it's, guess. It's just nostalgic, I think. Yeah, I mean... There's so much about that car that just kind of encapsulates that era, right. and we, you know, we we've mentioned before on the on the pod that we don't really talk about JDM cars enough. We don't talk about Japanese cars enough, and here we are. Here we are. But I mean, today we're talking about an American Japanese car because the new NSX is built in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the uh, I was gonna uh, this came up in my in my head a few seconds ago. Is the Type S uh, U.S. only? car i don't remember actually that's a that's a good question let me uh, do a quick search real because the reason why it came up in my head was in europe the nsx is sold as a honda right um but typically the honda equivalent of the acura is a type r not a type s and i've never never seen an accurate nsx type r in the you know in any images or anything so yeah i'm just reading through real quickly on an article about the type s and it only mentions the u.s market so um i don't know maybe that's something we, we can look up after the fact or maybe hey if you're listening to the podcast and you know the answer to this question let us know because we don't know what we're talking about <laughs> um, yeah, we, we only know some of the time yeah we know some things sometimes and other things we don't know at all and other things we find out eventually that's the only guarantee that we provide <laughs> <laughs> Very uh, <laughs> solid guarantee that isn't wishy-washy at all. No, yeah. no, not at all. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah, I mean... So, yeah, the original NSX was a supercar killer, and it was sort of the, the, the people's supercar. It, it was a supercar in its own right. It's a supercar killer, right? But yeah. It, it, it's it, a full-on supercar. Oh, it Come is. On. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that it's not, but it's it's the, the bargain supercar. Sure. Right? The people's supercar? Is that yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. So I feel like the, the the newest generation NSX was supposed to carry on that philosophy that it's it's supposed to do it's supposed to be way more advanced than its European rivals yeah. and undercut the meg cost too. Right. Um what 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 was the first year of the new NSX? Twenty sixteen model year? Twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen? Um, something like that. Let me just double check real quick. Okay. Uh, no. maybe 2017. Cause when did I, I worked for Acura 2017. Okay. Yeah. 2017. I was, yeah, I was close. Yeah. Um, was it a supercar killer once again? I think it was received kind of lukewarm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's unfortunate cause it's a really cool car. Um, I think the the biggest problem with it with its launch was that it took so long to happen. Right. Like we remember seeing concepts, and I think you mentioned two thousand nine. Yeah. Um. I mean, so that's what six, seven years more. Yeah. Yeah. Um. That we we knew of the car, and we basically knew what it was going to look like because the concept, the production car looks a lot like the concept. Right. Which props to them if in any case where the manufacturer is able to build the car and make it look like the concept in any way, that's yeah. like a huge bonus. Exactly. Uh, we talked about the i8 in that way. Yep. It, it, that was a 
they knocked that out of the park in that regard. Yeah. Um, and I think this is very similar, but the problem was like they released the concept and it looks exactly like the concept. So it felt like, I feel like it felt like an old car when it came out because <laughs> like, it wait, was an old car. <laughs> wait, this, this thing isn't launched yet. Um, yeah. What, uh, man, I don't remember who said it. It was some, some, something along the lines of, uh, the NSX is the, uh, slowest, fastest car, something like their fastest, slowest car, something along those lines, just because it took so long to come out. Yeah. Um, pretty car, but dated, um, they put the beak on it, which nobody liked ever. The, the, the shield on the grill. You mean the, the painted beak or, or the chrome? The chrome part. Oh, on the grill. I never really even noticed it. It's fine by me. It's smaller on the NSX, but when you see it like like parked with other Acuras, it's just like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Because the MDX had it, the TSX, the TLX, all the normal NSXs or Acuras had it, and that's why they used it on the NSX because, you know, a brand, you know, synergy, like cohesion in the design language or whatever. Right. Um, But I don't know. Um, I think in a way it was ahead of its time, even though it took so long to come out. Like you come out with a, a V6 hybrid supercar now and everybody goes nuts for it. Uh, see Artura, see 296 GTB, right? It's all the rage nowadays, 2023. And this came out in 2017. Yeah. Um, it was kind of heavy. Not the fastest thing, but it, you know, it was also very accurate where, you know, the interior felt like an accurate and that wasn't really a good thing at that time like it was just a really nice honda interior you know mm-hmm. what i mean which some people really liked so for example when i worked at uh, acura a lot of people would just get them because it's like hey i really like honda i really want something reliable but something that's just a little bit nicer and i don't want to go to lexus or bmw or mercedes right so they got an acura well, there's nothing wrong with that but for your halo supercar ferrari killer you know that's how the car was targeted it's got to be a little more special on the inside yeah, the same stupid push-button uh, transmission <laughs> that they put in, like, the Honda Pilot that yeah. nobody liked. You know, the, and in the um, the other Acuras, the MDX and, and the TLX, nobody liked the push-button. I personally, I never really minded. I think people were just upset about it for no reason. But, like, there's things like that, like the window switches and the, you know, the plastics and everything and the leather. It just felt very, like, almost premium mm-hmm. and felt very Acura. And when you're trying to justify charging people close to two hundred thousand dollars for something, you it should be a little bit better than that. So it, there was there was some like you know you you could start nitpicking the you know especially for the price you get a lot of performance and obviously it was way less money than like a Ferrari uh, twenty seventeen would have been a four eighty eight right um, or even like a four five eight at that time anyway you know right yeah but there was an obvious difference in in uh, in materials and build quality and it was heavy. And it wasn't very raw. How much does it weigh? Uh, too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me look up the specs real quick. Because we were looking at... Hold on a second. 2021. We had up with the specs up. Uh, let's see. Wheelbase length with... Curb weight, 3,900 pounds. Almost 4,000 pounds. Yeah. It is heavy. But it, I mean, it's a hybrid too. So right. you give it... I don't know. It, it's heavy. How much does an Arturo weigh? 30... Four four hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah, right. So, uh, actually, but it's also five years ahead. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like the this car mm, is almost there. <laughs> you know, almost there. Yeah, Arturo is also a very different uh, 
proposition as far as like the way that the hybrid system works. Sure. Um, Doesn't have all-wheel drive like the NSX. It's, it is just carrying more weight. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It had some things working against it. I, I, I personally really liked it. But, again, it was just hard to justify. And that's why people didn't buy it. You know, people didn't want to spend $200,000 on a very nice Honda that was a little too heavy, didn't sound that great, even you know, even though it drove really, really well. So. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how this car is going to age in the next, in the long term, because we, I found that a lot of the cars that were kind of flops in their time yeah. have become classics and really like sought after. Yeah. So because a lot of those, because a lot of those flops, flops were ahead of their time, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's why. Yep. So uh, moving on to the Type S. Yeah. Um, we said it's got twenty-seven more horsepower. Uh, sure. <laughs> that's what we're reading. Yeah. How that so, math works out, I, I don't know. So a total of six hundred horsepower combined. Six hundred horsepower combined, uh, and yeah. that's between the turbocharged V six, two electric motors up front, and one in the rear. Yes. So that's there's a lot of moving parts. Lots yeah. going on. Um, it really was ahead of its time. That's really crazy for, I mean, any manufacturer, never mind Acura. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the Type S uh, is up a little bit on power. Cosmetically, it looks different. Um, and I think they must have done some suspension tuning and things like that. Um, I think so, yeah. But that's pretty much it, right? It's still the same car. Yeah, yeah. Um, still the same interior, really, for the most part. Now, I never experienced or drove the original uh latest gen nsx so 2017 so i, I don't 20, have 21 i don't have the air quote regular car to compare to i, I yeah. just drove the type s a couple of days ago right um so i don't, I don't have anything to compare to but um should we should we go over the type s now or? yeah what okay. do you think what, um, what were your driving impressions after taking it out i didn't know what to expect it's i, I didn't know what to expect but i drove it I was very impressed with how fast it was. Okay. Um, that was the first thing that I noticed. Yeah. It was very quick, very torquey. Mm-hmm. Uh, next thing I noticed were the turbo noises. Yeah. <laughs> you got these whoosh noises coming up behind your head. Yeah. Um, that was really cool. Um, also noticed a lot of Honda things on the interior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but honestly, like... I, I hope you like Honda Accord window switches. Because <laughs> that's I, what you get. I, maybe it's just because like, I, I, I'm okay with having just a little like i'm i'm fine with that okay i don't really have any qualms with the fact that it's an accurate interior sure it's fine uh, i did find the push button thing a little weird but i'd never experienced that before in any regular accuras before oh the transmission buttons? yeah yeah okay um you have to push push a button to press it into drive it sounds like really kind of like i don't know lame to complain about Especially since, I mean, we that's how you put McLarens into gear, right? right. But somehow the McLaren, it's more, it feels more intuitive. I don't know. Whatever. It's not worth dwelling on. <laughs> um, but yeah, really fast. A lot faster than I expected. Um, I enjoyed the interior, even though it's just an accurate interior. Um, I think I really like the styling. I think yeah. The Type S in particular, the front and rear bumpers feel a little aftermarket-y. Sure. But I, I don't mind that. I kind of like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, That's th- those are my first impressions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think of things like ride quality and handling? Did you get a good feel for that? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's very easy to drive. Mm-hmm. Very easy to drive. Um, there's the, the ride is really, really good. 
um, really supple. The having an electric mode is really cool. Being in, in quiet mode, you just kind of sneak around. We talked about this with the Artura, right? Yeah, exactly. Where you can just sneak around in this crazy supercar. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think if you want an everyday, a supercar for every day, it's a much better dailyable supercar than, say, an R8, I think. More so than the R8? I think so. Okay. Yeah, because of the hybrid features. Sure. Um, and I think it's, believe it or not, actually a little bit easier to get in and out of. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it rode really well. I, I really enjoyed driving it. It was a very short little loop that I did. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I feel bad putting miles on this one because it still has delivery miles. It's got like 50 <laughs> miles on it. Like all I want to do is just go for like a really long bomb down the highway or like, you know, some back roads and stuff. But on the other hand, like we do have to sell it. So yeah. <laughs> can't be too, too selfish. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to sell it and it's going to be like, how did this thing have 200 miles on it? <laughs> um, yeah. I, so I just took it out. I did drive the uh, 2017 generation. So the non-Type S. And again, I've always really liked the car. Um, it, it you know all those criticisms that I gave sure you know how much those criticisms matter I think depends on a buyer by buyer basis right um, the so looks wise the Type S I think is way better I think it's way more aggressive looking I could see that you know you said that it looks almost like it could be aftermarket I could kind of see that but that's I'm thinking that because I know that the non-Type S existed, right? And I know what that looks like. <laughs> that was definitely way like cleaner, more minimal, beak aside. Um, and this one just has a little bit more aggression to it. It's got a really aggressive rear diffuser too, you know what I mean? So it kind of looks more the part now. Mm -hmm. uh, and the beak is gone, which is good too. Um, driving it, I, I still really like it. I really do. Like you can feel some of the weight of the car. Um, I think how the electric motors and the gasoline engine work together is really good. Like they're really, really connected. They're really in tune. It doesn't really feel awkward. Um, you know, you never feel like, okay, well I can tell it's struggling to figure out like where to send the power, or what motor is doing what, like it's really, really nicely connected. Um, it is fast. <laughs> it is. It's fast. Uh, and it's easy to drive. It's easy to go fast in it. And I think that's one of the best things about it. It's because it's so easy to to live with and easy to use. It's easy to go fast. Um, and it, it just feels very composed the whole time, uh, despite the weight. Um, you know, it's not it's not like twitchy or anything. You're going over bumps and stuff. It feels solid, it's planted, probably because of the weight. I keep going back to the weight. I don't know, I can't help it. Um, <laughs> I mean, did you really feel that when you drove it? I don't mind it though, you know what I mean? Me, like, me I, it's in the back of my head because I know it, you know what I mean? And because I have a lot of points of reference, you know what I mean? There's there are a lot of cars that you can buy for 200 grand, give or take, that, you know what I mean, are sharper and more nimble and lighter and more tossable. You know what I mean? That's not what this is. Um, I think it really is a good car. Uh, ride quality is really good. Like, the suspension is really nice and compliant, like I said. Um, some of my complaints are, like, from, from a driving standpoint, are kind of, again, nitpicky. You know what I mean? I, I think I said it out loud, you know, while I was driving it to you. The steering is just a little light, you know, I can, I can feel, I, you know, it's fly by wire, just like everything else. Like, and I, and I know what it is and I know what it's doing. It's just a little too light. I want to be a little bit more firmer, maybe a little bit sharper, um, but only barely, you know what I mean? I really, really want more exhaust noise from it. 
Yeah, I was gonna say that. That I was my really only more exhaust noise. Only big complaint was that it just there's no sound. I remember we, I pulled it into the shop and they were like, "Is, that, is this thing on?" <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even in quiet mode. The, yeah. the V6 is running. The six cylinder itself, the engine does not sound good. It sounds like a, a an MDX six cylinder because that's what it is. You know, it's a just a regular Honda three point five liter six cylinder. So you're getting engine noise, but it just sounds like a vacuum cleaner. Um, the induction sound is really good, like you mentioned. You can definitely hear the turbos. You get a little bit of that whistle, like the air being sucked in. That's yeah. really good. But the exhaust just doesn't do anything for me. No. no. That's what it needs. Yeah. Especially since you have an Artura and a 296, especially, to compare it to. And those are V6s. Those are hybrids. Both of those cars sound so good. And the NSX is just kind of a letdown. Yeah. Again. For the price, <laughs> like you know, it's it's a hundred thousand dollars cheaper than an Artura, like fully spec. Uh, markups aside, but just like thinking about like you know MSRPs, right? Uh, a, a nicely spec Artura is going to be in the high twos. Yeah. You know, based on what we've got coming in, you know, here at the dealership, anywhere from two sixty to just over three hundred. Um, the NSX caps out at like just under two. You can get one for like 170 and change, 180 for a, for a Type S. For a Type S, okay. Yeah. So it's about 100 grand less. Okay. So you know, for a 100 grand difference, do you get an NSX and you know swap out the exhaust and call it a day? I don't know. If you're all right with an Acura interior, you know? yeah, I guess. Yeah, and if you want all-wheel drive, because it's sure. it, it is a very different car. Like you were saying, it is a lot heavier than the Artura. Um, the Artura is more powerful. It's a lot going to be giving you a lot more performance right a little bit more of a driver's car sure but still gives you that day-to-day usability the artur is just so good (laughs) the artur is too good (laughs) that's really good that's the problem is like you know after all this time what are we in 2023 now seven years later the nsx it, it is showing its age like if this car had come out as a type s maybe three years ago you know before the artura before the 296 I think they would have done a lot better for it with it. You know what I mean? Especially, I mean, if the whole timetable, let me, let me, let me say that if the whole timetable had happened later, you know what I mean? I'm not saying like, you know, they announced it in 2007, 2008, whenever the, you know what I mean? Whenever yeah. the, the concept was uh, rolling around and then, you know what I mean? Then it took 15 years for t- whatever. Anyway, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. One other thing to note, um, I know this is actually, no, this is a good comparison. We were talking about the E-Ray last week. Sure. Um, I opened the front trunk of the NSX, and you just see electric motors and things. Right. There's no space at all. Exactly. Um, the E-Ray has a front and rear trunk. Right. So, um, obviously, it's a very new car, and they designed it in with a lot of other things in mind. Sure. Um, but it goes to show that that is possible to have yeah. a front trunk and all-wheel drive. Um, you know, the, the SF90 is all-wheel drive. And has a front electric motors in the front, but has a really tiny front trunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, NSX has no front trunk. Right. Um, so I guess that's just like... And a very small, like, rear trunk. I can't believe, like, it's... Well, I mean, it makes sense. It's 2023. We have to, we have to specify which trunk we're talking about. Yeah. Um, the rear trunk in the NSX is very small, and it's got a weird hump, like, that's slightly off to the side and stuff. It's yeah. not great. Yeah, uh, I do love that it's got a glass engine cover. Like the rear hatch opens up, like you can see the engine through the glass. You can open it up and you know see the engine. It's just right there. 
And um, it looks really futuristic too. They like did a good the, job with the, it. Yeah, uh, pipes and everything. It looks like a flux capacitor. Or yeah. Something. The the one that we have has the uh, lightweight package, so it's got a carbon fiber engine cover as well. Like the quality of that's really good. Um, exterior fit and finish is really good. You know, it's a car that's really nicely put together because it is it's Honda <laughs> at the end of the day. Um, so yeah, I I would. I would find it hard to pay because, you know, because they, they are going for some, some of them are going for crazy money. Other ones you can get fairly, you know, relatively cheap. Ours is priced on the lower end of the market because um, there are some out there that are doing 300, maybe over 300 for a car that stickers at 180, 190. Really, that's a lot. Um, but I think those are some of the outliers. And unfortunately, those are kind of setting a high watermark for the rest of the NSX owners who are trying to flip them or sell them or trade them. Um, I'm okay paying into the twos for it, personally. Yeah. Anything starts with a three, I think, is way too much for that car. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Limited production aside, you know, last model year aside, you can get a lot of cars for right around 300 grand. They're going to get you way, way more performance and they're going to be, you know, way more supercar, if, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do you think? What do you think about pricing value, that sort of thing? I think I think the cars that are over sticker are a little, I, I don't know that it's worth high twos. Um, I mean, because MSRP with options, you're, you're looking at high ones, right? Like yeah. 190, 180, maybe touching 200. Right. Um, even that, I think, it's, I think it's probably priced right at MSRP. Yeah. Yeah. Because what else is there at that price point that's going to do what that car does? There's really nothing. I don't know. It's still cheaper than that stupid BMW CSL thing either way. <laughs> so. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's the the E-Ray is really the Corvette is. I hate this word, a disruptor in the industry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's there's they're just coming out with a Corvette that demolishes every category of the sports car world. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Z06 is just bananas. Yeah. Six hundred sixty horsepower, six fifty, six sixty, something like that. Naturally like aspirated that. V8. Yeah. Way more power than this, less money. Mm-hmm. Even with markups, you can get one of those for less than two. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, but it's very di- very different customer. Sure. Um, and if you don't want a Corvette E-Ray, the NSX is is the next thing for you. Really. I would I would own one. I would I'd like you know if I had a couple hundred grand to spend on a car like. I would seriously consider an NSX. I, I, it really is good, though. It's a really, really good car, despite my criticisms of it. Well, here's here's the thing. Um, comparing the old one with the new one, the the pre. Okay. <laughs> it's it's hard because there is an old. There old is one. an old old one. Yeah. Um, a twenty seventeen plus. Right. Right. Non Type S. <laughs> the the newest NSX non Type S. Sure. Comparing the non Type S to the Type S. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Um, is there that much of a difference in the driving experience? No. No. So, or, I mean, there there is a difference, but I don't know if there's enough because you know you look at what the 2017 plus non Type S's are, are going for, and those are st- those are still a good buy. Those are good value. Well, those are like what 130. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just buy one of those? You could. 
But you don't have a Type S? <laughs> <laughs> You're not one of 350. I mean, they I don't guess. look as good, and obviously they're down a little bit on power, and, you know, I don't know. So there, there's there's a reason for it, but, like, when you're thinking about bang for the buck, like, you know, you are getting a lot of bang for the buck with those. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough. I think if I, it were me, like, the cosmetics aren't a big deal for me. I, I actually like, I, I might even prefer the, the non-Type S looks okay. over the Type S. So that's just preference. Sure. Um, and if it's almost just as fast as the Type S and it drives pretty much the same, I'd probably go with a non-Type S personally and save the money. I would buy an AMG GT. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I also mentioned uh, <laughs> get a GTR. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, if we were, if I was paying Type S money, I think me being the combustion engine advocate that I am, I'd prefer an R8. Oh, I was gonna bring that up because you mentioned R8 before. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't drive it today. Like, I, obviously, we've driven R8s. You've driven an R8. I've driven plenty of R8s. I, I parked an R8 today, <laughs> and I knew we were gonna be talking about the NSX, and so like I kind of thought about it a little bit more. Um, I would, I would take the NSX over the R8 personally. You would? I would. Yeah. Um, I mean, personal preference. Yeah. The R8 definitely sounds way better though. So good. Yeah. It's like the R8 is all the good things about a Lambo and none of the bad things <laughs> for me. You know, again, I'm the anti-Lambo guy, but you know, man. I want to hear an NSX with an exhaust, like in person. Like obviously, there's videos of people have done it. I want to hear an NSX Type S with an aftermarket exhaust and like get the full potential of the car. That's <laughs> I, what I want. This might be mean, but I wonder if it just sounds like a 350Z. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like a a cheap ratty uh, um, Infinity whatever. But those sound okay. Hear me they, out. Those sound good. The 350s, the 370s, the Infiniti G35, G37, those sound good. Fair play. The Q60. The VQ motor. Yes. The, uh, all the VQ cars yeah, no, sound good. Fair play. That, it is a good sound. <laughs> but so, when I put it that way, it's kind of like, really? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right. Well, that's, that's the NSX. Any final thoughts? It's a good car. You should buy ours. Yeah. <laughs> Please buy ours. Uh, ours is a good spec. It's... um. Long Beach Blue. I didn't know the name. That's a cool uh, The interior's Orchid. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh. It's a lightweight package, so it's got, um, you know, more carbon fiber and stuff. Lightweight. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. It um, is a really good car. Uh, yeah. It's really good. Yeah. So, that's the NSX. Uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Uh, what else should we talk about? Oh, um... Porsche came out with, I guess, is it their 75th anniversary? Yes, it is. Um, and they came out with some sort of concept, non-concept type thing. Uh, the 357, I guess it is a concept, 357 Porsche Vision. Uh, and it's based on the GT4 RS. And it kind of looks like the 911s from the 50s, like that bathtub 911 the- look. The Porsches from the, the not the 911. Oh, because they weren't 911s yet. Right, the yeah. 356. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. What, what do you think? Is it a real car? Or is it, do they just do renders? Because every time, every time a car company announces like a new car or concept or something like that, it just looks like CGI. It looks like a video game. Yeah. And that's what we thought about. Even like the when McLaren releases Solus GT, I'm like, oh, those are cool renders. But then look, like, no, they have a real live driving car. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it was a real car that they did photos of is this like the trend now yeah. anyway 
Um, I think it looks cool. I, I, I dig the retro look on this one. Um, like that whole bubbly look in the rear is kind of cool. And it's obviously futuristic and modern. doesn't have side mirrors. got cameras. You know, big 75 number decals on each side. Um, the nose has got a little bit of Tycon going on it, too. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a nice blend. I like it. I hope they build something kind of like it. That'd be cool. I was thinking that. Like, it would be really cool if their design language started to evolve to uh, sort of reflect the really early Porsches. Right. Because we haven't seen that before. Exactly. Um, I love the, the vertical rear lines. Yeah. On the, on uh, you know, going coming from the rear glass. Yeah. And those two cannon-looking exhaust pipes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's really cool. It's a cool car. It's interesting that they did it on the Cayman platform, but uh, I guess it makes sense because the 4RS is like this wild new thing. So, right. Um, yeah. I like the wheels, yeah. especially. I they, mean, there's a lot to like. I, I love the, the silhouette of the car. We're looking at a profile um, picture of it right now. Um not profile picture like from the side not like an nft <laughs> uh, but it's it's got a really cool roof line you know what i mean it's just really really nicely proportioned it's they did a good job with it yeah yeah they did it's very race car because <laughs> it's got like the tow hook strap on the front and stuff yeah it's got an arrow on the back for some reason if it's based on the porsche the the 4rs it'd be really cool if this is like a real thing and that like i would love to see this like going crazy like up goodwood and you know oh that'd be cool right that'd be the perfect place to take it out and yeah exactly yeah man that'd be sweet um if they don't build it like i want to see somebody do like a custom fab of like you know what i mean just copy their homework and get a gt4 rs chassis and build this on top of it that'd be sick yeah that'd be really cool um will it be a manual i don't know <laughs> no i won't <laughs> <laughs> um yeah to your point like they really haven't gone that deep and that far back with their kind of like homage stuff really you know what i mean they're doing a lot of stuff from the 70s and the 80s you know you can see some of those influences and stuff the 911 has always been the 911 obviously it's updated over time and you get little callbacks to some of the older ones um but that i mean that 356 was like the original porsche right so yeah yeah or no the volkswagen beetle was the original porsche sorry <laughs> Thanks for reminding us. <laughs> yeah. uh, any more thoughts about that? Uh, no, I just hope that the, it's a real thing and I see it bombing up Goodwood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be sick. I, I want to see, man, like a Tycon Coupe. Ooh, A Tycon Coupe with this type of styling would be cool. Actually, this is kind of an interesting topic. We haven't really seen much more EV stuff from Porsche. Um, they're doing a, a Tycon, what do they call it? GT... Oh, the Sport Turismo? No, the that, that's one? the wagon. But they're no, they're testing one right now. It's the Tycon GT Sport. Maybe it's got a wing on it. That's the one I showed you pictures of. It's got a TDI badge on the back. <laughs> <laughs> just to troll people. <laughs> well, I mean, just to like be uh, a little more sneaky, I guess, and kind of throw people off. They do that all the time. They put like fake exhaust on the Tycon back in the day when they were first testing it. That's funny. Um, I'm, I'm pulling it back up here, maybe. Oh, man, my internet. Well, there we've also been seeing spy shots of the uh, EV Macan, too. So that's probably coming pretty soon. Yeah, that's true. And they're going to do, um, obviously, variations of that platform, too. Yeah. Um, 
Where is that car? The Taycan Turbo GT. That's what it's called. Oh, it's rumored okay. to be cooking up a new performance flagship in the Taycan range. It looks like a Taycan with a wing. So is Turbo and a GT, diesel badge. GT, it's just because they can't use the GT3 name. So Turbo GT is just the name that they slap on as like the, the top dog. Now. Why do they call it a GT5? Because that's not a racing division. Well, yeah, but who cares? It's a TDI. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the stupid TDI badge! Guys, if you're listening to this, look look up the spy shots of the Taycan Turbo GT and tell me why it's got a TDI badge. <laughs> I feel like I feel like maybe some of the Porsche employees were just messing with each other, like you know they're they're just randomly slapping TDI badges on stuff to prank each other. I don't yeah. know. Next, we're gonna see a Black Series badge on on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that'd be hilarious. Um, yeah, so, dude, I don't know. It'd be cool to see them do something wild with that. What are they saying it's going to be for? A rumors point to the potential new Tycon range topper packing as much as 1,000 horsepower, which might see the 0-60 to 60 time drop closer to 2 seconds and the top speed rise to around 200 miles per hour. Stay tuned. So, I mean, they got to do something to go after the plaid, right? And the... The Sapphire, Lucid. And the Sapphire, yeah. Yeah. Which, there. I don't know if Lucid is, like, volume-wise, much of a threat to Porsche's bottom line at this point, but they do have to keep up, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, anyway. It's kind of cool. I don't know. Just another 1,000 horsepower EV. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but I, I want a two-door one. <laughs> I want a two-door one that looks like the 357 uh, concept. No, you know, you're going to get that when they replace the um, Boxster and Cayman. Yeah, but not a thousand horsepower. Who knows? <laughs> That'd be so stupid. Hold on a second. Like what? A, a thousand horsepower Cayman. Well, it's going to be an EV the next right. one. So why not? I don't know. <laughs> That's. I am upset. Would that you it's would you want a thousand horsepower Miata? We talked about Miata before. Right? Yeah. Was it last week or the week before? Would no. you want a thousand horsepower Miata? No. But you'd want a thousand horsepower Cayman? No. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, why wouldn't it's they? Supposed build? to be light and you know what I mean. They're front to drive because they're front to drive. Not the because new they have Cayman Turbo power. GT makes it one million sense. horsepower. A thousand horsepower 911, sure. Yeah. A thousand horsepower Taycan 11. Taycan 11. Taycan 11. <laughs> I don't know where we're going with this, man. <laughs> Uh, straight to automotive hell. Oh, um, anyway, <laughs> uh, more Honda stuff. Uh, the um, the new Integra Type S is supposed to debut this weekend. Mm-hmm. We heard two days ago that it was de- debuting this weekend. It is currently the weekend. <laughs> As of recording this podcast, it hasn't come out yet. Yeah, um, I'm really excited to see that. We've seen a couple like sh- shots of it on a track with like camo and stuff. It looks really good. I talked about it on a previous episode. Yeah. I'm a little scared that it's going to not look as good without the camo. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know that? why. <laughs> I don't, like, I don't know. I think I think maybe the camo accentuates the diffuser and how aggressive it is. I'm hoping that the, it still looks as good. Well, as long as they don't without do like, the camo. cheap, like, plasticky cladding and stuff, maybe. No, they won't if, do that. If, it was all, if it's all body color and... I don't know. Yeah, if the, if the diffuser is body color, that'd be really cool. The the proportions of the car definitely look better than the regular Integra. Um, the just the way the car sits 
bigger wheels, lower to the ground. And I just love seeing these photos of it absolutely planted, like on the track going yeah. around. It's, yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to do well with it. It's just going to be a really refined Civic Type R. It's right? going to be expensive, isn't it? What do you, how much do you think it's going to cost? see, but I, I don't know. It's okay. Yeah. 50 something? It's going to start with a five. Yeah. Surely. It's amazing. What? What a world we live in. I mean, just everything's bananas money right now. Yeah, dude. yeah. I saw uh, on Cars and Bids the I think for the first time a new Type R went up on there, and they showed that the the buyer paid a twenty thousand dollar premium for the Type R. And of it's course, the Civic. The reserve was going to be probably whatever he paid for it. It, it never met reserve. Didn't even come close. So, uh, R.I.P. to whoever bought that car. I don't know. It's just. I'm I'm sick of talking about it. Like, me just, too. I just don't want this to be a thing anymore. It's yeah. You want to talk about from... watches? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna branch out. You're gonna uh, from now on. Ben's doing uh, the Elevens O'clock podcast Eleven. all about watches. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> Wow, and, uh, I'm gonna take that and run. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna host the Elevens. Uh, I can't think of a name. I used all my creativity on that one. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I'm gonna do episodes just on credit cards. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and that's gonna be it because we're sick of talking about how expensive cars are now. Yeah, it's just depressing. <laughs> um, uh, Acker is gonna do a new new NSX eventually. Okay. Right. So they're getting some of this stuff out of the way. Uh, it's going to be electric, probably, likely. Of it's going to be electric. Of course it is. Um, I saw one story that they were going to do two Halo electric supercars, which I think is one too many. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think they need just one car, call it the NSX, and have it be an electric car. It'd be sick if they were able to do like a $200,000 uh, hydrogen car. And have it like do perform, like have it perform as you know, as good as a comparable electric car. That'd be cool. Just because of how much Toyota and Honda and Hyundai have invested in hydrogen over the years, like it took a lot for them to just let go um, and and embrace like the fact that everybody's just going to do electric cars, like eat battery electric cars instead of hydrogen cars. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. But it's not going to happen. It's going to be an EV. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so why would there be two? I don't know. That's what the article said. It was an interview with John Aikido, who's the head of uh, Acura. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of strange. I mean, unless they're going to do a V10 version and an EV version. No. They should. (laughs) They should. (laughs) They've never done a V8. Like, I don't understand how they were even thinking about doing a V10 at that point. I know. They haven't even done an eight-cylinder. They're somehow going to do 10. I think they were probably just like... They're chasing getting them. hyped up in the boardroom. They're like, and it's gonna have a V10, and it's gonna make a million horsepower. Yeah, just some, throwing out. Yeah, crazy they told facts. some intern like, "Hey, brainstorm some ideas, and uh, here's your mood board." And it was just a bunch of Lambo stuff. Like, oh, ten <laughs> cylinders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, but no, it's gonna be an EV. So, like, the question that I have is like, okay, where's it gonna be priced? How many motors? How big's the battery? Because Honda's I don't know. They just haven't done a lot in the EV space yet. No, they haven't. They are going to do a ZDX 
uh, electric car. It's going to be a, a coupe SUV thing. Like if you, if anybody listening remembers the old ZDX, they're just reviving all the old names, right? It was way ahead of its time. It was a coupe SUV thing based on the MDX platform. Everybody thought it was the Honda Accord Cross Tour, but with the Acura badges on it, it wasn't. Um, the Cross Tour was based on the Hon- uh, uh, Accord platform, and the ZDX was based on the MDX platform. I hate SUVs. I like the ZDX. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> the new ZDX, the electric one, is going to have a Type S, so it's going to be high-performance electric car. And, of course, it's going to be an SUV because that's all we can do now. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how well they do that and how good the technology is that they're putting into it. I'm also curious to see how much comes out of their partnership with Sony on the Afila car that we talked about last week. How do you feel about that, Ben? Uh, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> I wasn't expecting an answer. I just need to, I just need to make the joke. It was uh, It was a good dad joke. Thanks, man. Uh, um, I mean, we, we talked a little bit about the Afila um, I don't know, a few episodes ago, and... It was my first time seeing it. I think it's pretty cool, um, and I have a lot more faith in that than I do in a lot of other vaporware-type EV companies right? because it's backed by pretty reputable companies. Yeah. Um, Sony and Honda, which obviously are huge. Right. Both, yeah. Right. So, um, I don't know. I think it's cool. It'd be interesting if, like, the Afila brand, right, because it's... What was this? The Sony... Honda electric part. I don't know. They have some kind of name for the partnership, right? Those are going to be like luxury sedans and I would assume SUVs, right? And then it'd be cool to see that technology um, be put into a, you know, supercar, the NSX, whatever the next generation NSX ends up looking like, you know, having that uh, two seater, two door um, design with, with the powertrain from Afila. <laughs> It's such a weird name. Why? Who thought of that? It feels weird saying it. We're gonna get used to it. You know, five years from now, we're just gonna be like, oh, okay. I thought you were gonna say we're gonna get like striked on Spotify or something for saying something inappropriate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Fila. Yeah, that needs to be censored. This is not allowed. <laughs> All right, man. Um, um, can yeah. we? Can we go back to the NSX, like the the Type S? Sure. <laughs> okay. Full circle, back to the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about it? I didn't know what to expect, mostly because I had never experienced the non-Type S. Yeah. Uh, but now having experienced the, the Type S and knowing from what you've talked about what the non-Type S is like, I feel that the Type S is not hardcore enough. Right. I feel that it really should have been this while like like just tell the engineers go nuts like put big wings on it make the exhaust actually loud um would you want like a stripped out interior yeah i think i think like like, no no like some aggressive carbon fiber buckets with like straps instead of door handles and stuff yeah like we talked about um like some of the reasons why the nsx in general for the current generation kind of flopped Mm -hmm. is because it it was drawn out and there were a few other reasons, right? Um, But I think what one thing that would have really helped is having a version that would really excite enthusiasts. Right. And that would be this stripped out crazy race car type thing. I mean, that's kind of what the Type R was back in the day, right? Right. So 
um, I don't know, bring in Danny Rick or something <laughs> <laughs> to help with development. Maybe not yeah. Danny Rick, um, but I don't know. I just think that it should have been, especially seeing how limited it is. Yeah. It's, I mean, from what you're saying, it doesn't seem like it's all that different from. What if, what if they say, JK, here's the NSX Max Verstappen edition. And it is all those things. All carboned out, no carpeting, you know, really aggressive carbon fiber bucket seats, no mufflers or something. You know what I mean? Something that actually sounds bananas. You know, that would be cool. That would be cool. It's all orange and it says to the max on the side. I want that. (laughs) I I want it. And it has orange smoke flares coming out the side. Sure. Yeah. With a big number one on the hood. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Honda, make it happen. There we go. We've solved your problem. (laughs) They would sell sell a ton of those. Yeah. Yeah. And it would get people excited and maybe, maybe people who can't afford the hardcore version would want the regular one. You know, I just thought of like... You know, I've been I've been half jokingly saying, you know, all they had to do was kill the car to get people to want to buy it, right? Uh, maybe all they needed was just some news, right? Mm-hmm. A news story about it to kind of like respark and reignite people's interest in it. What do you mean? Like the you know everybody got excited about the Type S because they said they came out with a news story and said this is the last one mm-hmm. and it's going to be limited and blah 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 and all these other things, and people obviously snatched them up. Like you didn't hear anything about the car. Since it debuted in 2017, there really weren't any major updates or upgrades or anything. They just kind of kept building the cars. Yeah. Yeah, you got to keep people's attention. That's a good point. They were building so few NSXs and they had like a bunch of technicians and engineers and employees at the uh, PMC. So that's the supercar factory, Honda supercar factory in Ohio. All they do is build NSXs. They had so such low volume and so little demand that they had to give them other things to do. And that's why we, we had the TLX PMC edition and the MDX PMC edition. This is a TLX sedan that's hand built by the same people that build NSXs. Same thing with the MDX. And they'll do like, you know, special editions and they're way more money and blah, blah, blah. Um, so like how, how wild is that? Like all they had to do is maybe they do like a... a, a I don't know, an NSX, call it a PMC. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe, I mean, obviously... They, 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 they have racing pedigree. They race NSXs. They do the, the LM stuff, right? So, yeah. like, do one of those. Right. With, like, stupid decals on it and a big stupid wing and slam it to the ground. Yeah. You, you need something crazy. It's, it's kind of funny thinking that you need a Halo car for the Halo car. <laughs> but, I mean, it's kind of true. Right. Right? Well, you need something. You need to constantly make updates and constantly make changes. You can't build the same car for, I don't know, 10 years and, and think that people are just going to keep buying it. Yeah. Unless you're Nissan. People don't buy those. <laughs> GTR. <laughs> but even Nissan's, like, done updates and, and, you know what I mean? Oh, here's a purple one again. Here's a green one. And, you know, whatever. And they keep doing press conferences for it. And now and it gets news stories because it's so old. Oh, here's another one. Right. <laughs> I mean, obviously, the NSX wasn't going to be a 20-year-old car like the GTR stuff. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, it, it, it would have gotten, gotten some kind of excitement behind it, a little bit of buzz, and that's what they needed, you know? Yeah. Anyway. That's so I'm, I'm hoping that maybe they learn from this, and instead of just completely scrapping it and moving on to EVs right away, it'd be cool to get a hardcore Max Verstappen like, edition or some kind of racing edition. I don't even know who drives for Acura, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or just, like, do a Daytona as a Type edition. R. Do a Daytona. Oh, branded as a Type R, sure. Yeah. I don't know. That's what they need. Yeah. Racing liveries. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, 
right. um, that's about it for now, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, please follow us on socials at Eleven's Podcast. Both of our personal Instagrams are also in the show notes. Um, give us a five star rating if you enjoyed this podcast. If you didn't, give us a five star rating anyway. Uh, and that's pretty much it. See you guys later. Bye.